Welcome to Good Enough-ish. I'm Brooke Forey. And I'm Amanda Jefferson. We are two organization-loving friends sharing tips, strategies, real-life experiences, and fails of trying to be good enough-ish at everything we juggle in life. I own Indigo Organizing. I help busy people simplify their lives at home and at work. I co-own Curious & Company Creative, a branding design firm, and I created the Balance Bound Planner that helps you get organized and prioritize self-care. You can find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish, and you can find the show notes over at goodenoughish.com. If you have questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes, email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 484-440-9498. So let's start the show. Let's do it. Hello. Hello, Amanda. How are you? I am good on this post-Halloween day. Yeah, Amanda, I um, made myself like a real nice, wholesome, healthy lunch just mm-hmm. so I could follow it up with this year Kit Kat. Yeah, and I've got my <laughs> – I just had – I did. I had grapes. I had chicken salad. I had an avocado. I also want to say that I achieved something really important today, Brooke, which was, you know, when you get a bag of avocados and it's real hard, like – the they go from like not being ready to being ready in three seconds flat. And it's a very small window that you can miss. Mm -hmm. But I successfully consumed all of my avocados Mm. at peak ripeness and didn't lose a single avocado. That's amazing. I had to throw one out today because I had bought like the bag of five. I will say it did pretty well with the first four. You got four out of five. I I got five out of five. And I have my Reese's cup, which is my Halloween candy preferred treat. Mm-hmm. I have that here ready to go. This was actually a full-size Kit Kat that yes. Graham generously gave to me because he knows it's one of my favorites. It was very sweet. Isabel said, because you know, you know, they let them kind of rummage around in the baskets to pick their favorite. And Isabel was like, mom, I kept on looking for Reese's for you. Aww. I know. Which is so funny because like we can go buy candy. <laughs> <laughs> That's like at one point Paige was like, I'm not going to get that much because she wasn't like nobody was really feeling Halloween too much this year so we didn't get nearly as much candy and I was like listen if you want more candy I know where to get some right like I've got a connection I've got a connection it's called Target (laughs) and they'll give me candy anytime I give them money in exchange for this candy so it's fine No, I wasn't really feeling Halloween in our house. In fact, we have like two Halloween decorations and they both went up. Actually, only one of them went up the day before Halloween. (laughs) And um, I, but so my one accessory that I wore was a glowing pumpkin a Cute. necklace, okay. which actually really came in handy during the trick-or-treating because Isabel could locate me. And she could see you. I need to remember that next year. It was a flashing pumpkin and it came, it really was quite, it was kind of like a safety device in mm-hmm. a way, you know, with cars going by and things like that. But I mean, we talk about, you know, Min Mod Max a lot with, you know, Julie Morgenstern's framework about perfectionism and how to define, you know, where you're going to, where you're going to target a certain project, I would say I was well below men. Below men. <laughs> well below men. I'd say I was mod. I had some decorations out for a few weeks. We didn't 
carve our pumpkins until um, Monday no night. No carving pumpkins. Tuesday. We do enjoy the carving of the pumpkins, but we wait until very close to Halloween now because there was too many years where the squirrels destroyed the, squirrels. the pumpkins. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we, we did all the things. We've got like a big spider web out front that I will be tearing down. I'm ready to, I'm ready to, ready to tear it all down. Ready now. to move on. Yeah, yeah. We, I got a little burned last year because we, we were going to be walking around with Isabel doing the trick or treating. So a lot of people, we have very long driveways here. So a lot of people will put at the end of their driveway, a table mm-hmm. with a bowl of candy, mm-hmm. which a band of teenagers promptly stole yeah. within five minutes of me putting it out. So I was like, I'm not doing it this year. So we were one of the dark houses. So mm-hmm. not only did yeah. I not decorate, I just, I turned my lights out and called it a day. And can I tell you, Brooke, I'm a better person for it because yep. I'm feeling extremely relaxed today. Well, that is awesome. Yes. Below it, is, it has also become cold here. Like, so Saturday mm-hmm. was 80 degrees when we had our Halloween parade in town. Yes. So like people were sweating off their costumes <laughs> and we were wearing t-shirts. <laughs> and today it is maybe 49 degrees. Yeah. So I'm like just ready to like really embrace. Oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not one of those people who's like putting up the Christmas decorations, nope. but I am ready to just kind of say goodbye to Halloween, get my comfy out and be ready to wear it for like the next five months. Cause I'm already cold. Yeah. I got into bed last night at seven 30 <laughs> because we came in from trick or treating and I think I was still in my clothes because I was worried about trick-or-treaters seeing me through my window. But I was like in my clothes in bed and it felt so good. And mm-hmm. Isabel was like, will you play with me? I was like, I will play anything with you that does not involve me moving from this exact position that I yes. am in. Cards, a, a game, <laughs> some sort of board game that can lay on the bed. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not even talking about sitting up. Like I'm talking about it must be something that can be played in this exact position. Oh, if only she were still super little. Like have you seen those t-shirts that have um, like a little car track or train tracks on the back oh. so a parent can just lay down and let the kid like play on their back while they rest? That's amazing. I did get a couple of foot massages out of her last night. Wow. I know. I gotta teach my kids how to foot massage. I think it was the sugar high. She was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> Tonight you're gonna be like, here, you want some sugar? So I can have another foot massage. Uh, Amanda, I want to let everyone know that Bill Hader is oh. the guy that we were I was trying to identify last yes. week. And I love Bill Hader and I always forget his name for some reason. And we got several messages, mm-hmm. either texts or on Instagram or in our Facebook group, like that people were saying it out loud to yeah. us while they were listening to the podcast. So listen, I love Bill Hader, respect his work. Just could not remember his name when we were talking about that Californians sketch. It's always shocking to me when you can't remember a name because you're you're so like I don't I don't even usually try. I'm like you know which guy I'm talking about. Like and I just don't I even. Do. Yeah, I don't even attempt. But yeah. um, anyway, just wanted to apologize to all the Bill Hader fans, to all the Bill Hader non-haters. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we missed I'm, you on Sunday. I know. I was just gonna say Taylor movie at the Taylor movie. I've got my tickets for this weekend. Okay. Okay. How was it? Tell me everything. It was super fun. Mm -hmm. Um, so we had planned for a bunch of Paige's friends and their moms to meet us there, and one lone dad, he was into it. Okay. Um, I brought nine uh friendship bracelets that said Swifty. Of course you in all different colors because I wanted Uh each friend. No, I made them, Amanda. Are you kidding me? I'm not 
kidding you. We have beads. What it's, do you mean? They said, oh, I see what you're saying. I, I thought you were braiding these things. Oh, no, no, no. It's not like um, okay. the, the no. They're beads. Okay, okay, okay. Yes. Right. No. Right. Okay. Are those also called friendship bracelets? The ones sure. that we used yeah, to make with the thread? Yeah, because you were demonstrating friendship. Yeah. The, yeah. Yes. You're right. You were demonstrating friendship with those. But no, these these friendship bracelets are of the Taylor Swift era that you know, people made them for the concerts and they said mm. all different names of songs and things like that. We oh. did that, but that's a little trickier because a lot of her song names are too long for her, right. a small child's bracelet, <laughs> like won't even fit around their wrist. So I decided to just make nine of them that said Swifty, but okay. with all different colored beads oh. and the girls enjoyed them. And I will say, you know, I'm sure a lot of our listeners have already seen it at this point because it's been out for almost a couple, you know, what, three weeks. Mm -hmm. But if you haven't seen it, be forewarned that it is three hours long. I know. Plus like the, you know, good 20, 30 minutes of previews beforehand. Yes. Um, yes. I certainly did not mind that, but it it did get a little long for Paige. So we took a couple of snack breaks. We took a couple of bathroom breaks. She was not... Like, you know, I try to play a lot of Taylor songs Mm -hmm. in the car or when we're home and, but she usually, she skips anything that's kind of slow. Evermore and, um, what's the other one? I'm not going to sound like a Swifty here. I always forget the name of it. The other album that came out during the pandemic. Yep. You're looking at the, barking up the wrong tree I know, sorry. Evermore and, oh, it's going to drive me crazy. I'm going to have to look it up. Um, People are yelling into people are yelling. They're the like podcast right now. I gotta look it it's up. Bill Hader. Bill Hader and it's not reputation. No. no, I'm just gonna start saying things. I'm just gonna start saying things that I've heard related to Taylor Swift. Folklore. I always forget. Folklore, Folklore. evermore. They okay. rhyme. So, did Paige take a nap during those? Or she didn't what? take a nap, but she was like, "I want to go. I don't know this song," and I was like, "Well, we're not leaving." <laughs> But I was like, oh, let's go get some pretzel bites, whatever. And then what I did, here's a hot tip for you. Do your okay. future self a favor before you go with small kids and look up the set list, which you can easily find online. Hmm. And so I showed it to her and I said, look, 1989 is the next era. So after this one, that you don't know these few songs, we're going to come back. We're going to hear Shake It Off. We're going to hear oh, okay, um, okay, Style. Okay. Like she knew those songs because we, we listen to like 1989 a lot. Okay. So then that, you know, put a little more pep in her step. Okay. And we we made it through to the end. Was so, there dancing? Uh, was there lots of dancing? Oh, there was dancing. Was everybody in the theater dancing or just I, mostly your crew? I will say I looked – I took a couple of videos of like Paige and her friends dancing and I was looking at one of the videos and I noticed girls like at the front of the theater were also dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't notice at the time because I was too busy watching and dancing myself. I got a little mm-hmm. cardio in. Mm-hmm. It was great. <laughs> Three hours of cardio. <laughs> Three hours of cardio. I was probably singing more than the kids were. Amazing. It was super fun though. So I hope you guys have a good time. But it is definitely about about like the vibe in the theater. My, my friend Madeline was the first to get up and like dance and like get the girls moving because at first it starts and you're kind of sitting there like watching as if it were a movie but we wanted it to feel more like watching a concert concert right right yeah. right yeah interesting yeah i think the girls that are coming with this about tend to be a little bit more on the introverted side so okay. we'll see 
see. But I mean, three hour, I mean, we're going to need to pace ourselves. It does help that you're in the dark. Those. Yeah. But in the theaters nowadays, like what, no matter if you're standing up, you're not blocking anyone. So. Right. You know, with the stadium seating. That's true. Yeah. Well, I had some big excitement this week, Brooke, too. Tell I me. mean, not related to Taylor Swift, but I have found a nice little clothing line that I'm enjoying. Okay. So we went to Kohl's. We went, oh, I have told you. You have told me this. this. And you were like, Amanda, what? How do you not know this? So we went to Kohl's and I was like, dress after dress were so cute. And then I looked at the label and it was Draper James and I wasn't making the connection. I was like, Draper James, Draper James. And then I'm in the dressing room and I'm like, oh my God, this is Reese Witherspoon. Mm -hmm. So I am really loving because, you know, for my speaking engagements, I have to wear something that looks kind of professional, but fun. And I found several items that fit that bill. So I'm excited. Look at you. Coles has really like stepped it up recently. With the Sephora. You know, with the Sephora, with the Amazon returns, and you go and they give you a 20% off coupon to be used for the next week. Mm-hmm. And they got that Kohl's cash. <laughs> they know what they're doing. I just put a, put a grape in my mouth because I forgot we were recording. That's um, fine. I so got the Straper James dress, which I think maybe would have been 90 or something. Got it for like 20 bucks, Brooke. I had some Kohl's cash. I had some discounts. I've got the Kohl's card. I mean, I just ran out of that store with that hot deal. Well, I am so happy for you, and I can't Thank wait you. to see what see the dresses, see what they look like. Yeah, yeah, it's super cute. Okay. All right. Well, with that, Brooke, let's take a little break. Let's do it. We'll be back. Brooke, I will never forget the moment when I received the email that Marie Kondo was going to start training consultants. I could not sign up fast enough. That was seven years ago, and it's been an amazing adventure ever since. Now our listeners can put their passion to work by becoming certified KonMari consultants too. While courses have wrapped for 2023, new course dates and offerings are in the works for 2024 and beyond. The best way to stay in the know is by signing up for the Consultant Program Newsletter. Be the first to hear about new course dates, what to expect when you join the program, updates on consultants and instructors. They might even get me as an instructor, Brooke, and more. Head over to KonMari.is slash goodenoughish to sign up and stay connected to all things consulting. That's KonMari.is slash goodenoughish for more details. Get ready to spark joy while living your best life as a KonMari consultant. We are back. We are. Hello again. <laughs> Hello again. Lovely hey to you. see you. Hey, hey stranger. You. <laughs> so we're going to talk today, Brooke, about sort of this concept of playing from our strengths. Yes. And I got inspired to talk about this concept this week because of cheer. You know, cheer has kind of been my life. Isabel's been involved in cheerleading for the past two or three months. Well, no, five or six months, I guess, which I'm super excited about because this is the first sort of activity that she's really, really gotten excited and committed about. That's awesome. I know. So we had our cheer competition on Sunday, which was a ton of fun. I need to send you videos and everything because it was real fun. I must see it. But then we were having the cheer party on Monday night, which was turn in your uniforms and your pom-poms, you know, thank the coaches, that sort of thing. And what I realized, Brooke, was that there was no sort of like homeroom mom that had been assigned to this group. 
Okay. No lead cheer mom. There was no lead cheer mom. And I felt myself feeling the desire to fill the vacuum. <laughs> so because I was like, okay, so backing up a little bit, one of, so the two cheer coaches are total volunteers, obviously. You know, they're out there in like the wind and the rain and the cold all day long because it's not even just one team. They're coaching the nine-year-olds, 11-year-olds, 13-year-olds. So they're going to a football, like nine football games in oh a my day, gosh. you yeah. know? And I saw one of the women, um, the coaches, lugging these huge bins from her car, like, you know, a half a block into the um, school. And I was like, I have a foldable cart because I'm a professional organizer, so I carry a foldable cart in my trunk. And, I, you know, I love coming to the rescue, Brooke. I, I love it. I mean, you don't, don't we all? We do. Like, you remember the Costco guy that needed the Band-Aid? And I was I like, mean, do you need a Band-Aid? I have a Band-Aid. You saved his life. and then I it- saved his – he was bleeding out, Brooke. <laughs> <laughs> he had a paper cut, essentially. He had a paper um, cut that was <laughs> a dire situation. I love being the hero. And in that moment, when I handed her my card, I felt like a hero. Yeah, you are. And so – as we were all kind of like, you know, in the stands chatting, I was like, what, do, do you guys typically do some sort of gift for the coaches? And they were like, I don't know. It's my first year. Clear vacuum, Brooke. No yeah. leadership, no ideas. So I was like, well, what if we got this cart that for her? You know, she seemed to really like it. And then things started happening. This other mom was like, yes, I'm going on Amazon right now. I'm going to order it. Perfect. It can be delivered by tomorrow. And people started just stepping up. And because she's like, I'm excellent at ordering on Amazon. I'm good at that. <laughs> I am good at that too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good at organizing things. And so I got on the group chat. But it was difficult because the group chat included the coaches. Mm. So I then had to, you know, so there was a lot of logistical Venmo, send me the Venmo, collect the money. How much budget do we have? And then people started reaching out and saying, let me know how I can help. And I was like, great, you can help. Can you pick up two $100 Visa gift cards? Another person how can I help? Can you get two little things of flowers? Bing, bang, bang. I was orchestrating. I was working from my strengths because I didn't want to get the gift cards. I didn't want to get the flowers. I didn't want to be able to deal with the cart. I just wanted, wanted to deal with the hurting of the cats. Yeah, they needed a leader and you stepped up to lead. And what I also liked was that it was time bound. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know that I would have liked to have signed up for like lead cheer mom all year long. That feels way too... Ooh. Yeah. This was like, this is a task that we need to complete in the next 24 hours. Do you think, do you think though that next season or whenever the next need is that they're going to assume that it's you? I don't think they should assume that. (laughs) Okay. I don't think they should. Okay. But now that it's been done once, whoever, you know, whoever you maybe pass the baton to, You can just say, this is what we did last time. One person collects Venmo. You do gift cards. You do some sort of useful gift like a cart. You do flowers, bing, bang, boom. Easy to be replicated, this process. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like I paved the way. I was a pioneer for this process. Um, But what I liked about it was a lot of times, sometimes volunteering to me feels like a should. Like, oh, I should. I should do that. But this didn't feel like a should. This felt like... Oh, this could be fun. And I'm like Miss Bossy Pants. Like I can do this for 24 hours. And it felt like 
fun and easy. Yeah. Um, so it yeah. was checking a lot of boxes for me. I loved it. I, I love that you did this and, and I'm sure it brought them a lot of joy. These coaches that put so much work in to know that it didn't go unnoticed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely volunteer for a lot of things to help out when I can, but I really, you know, we're talking about playing to our strengths. I do my best to volunteer where I can be most useful, which is designing. Um, usually there, you know, there might be a t-shirt need for some activity. Mm -hmm. We all know that I design the school yearbook because that's where I can Mm -hmm. probably do it three times faster than someone else that's using this software that they've never used. Um, you know, there, so Graham is in fifth grade. This is his last year at his elementary school. And at the end of the year, they will have a fifth grade recognition and Mm -hmm. they're, you know, um, our parent teacher group is trying to organize parents to volunteer and they sent, you know, a Google sheet with all of these things that they need. And one Mm -hmm. of them was invitations. And Mm -hmm. I was like, boom, that's me. Because not only is it playing to my strength, but it's bringing me joy because I can kind of set a visual tone for this event that I'm excited about. Yes. And I am also taking my hat kind of out of the ring for volunteering the day of, yes, which is something that- you've done your part. I've done my part. And also volunteering the day of is not my strength right? because it makes me a little bit more anxious. It makes me feel a little bit more frazzled on a day that I want to be focusing on my kid. Um, And so I think, you know, it's not just about playing to your strengths, but also keeping in mind what are the areas where you can help that also bring you joy? So it's yes. it's the fun and easy of, you know, obviously this, you were a natural at organizing all of the things for cheer, but it also brought you joy because you were showing appreciation to these women. You were, um, you know, playing to other people's strengths when they said, can I help? Mm-hmm. You said, yes. You didn't say, mm-hmm. no, I don't need help. Exactly. I can do it. And you I used yes. I felt myself saying... I got it. No, don't worry. And mm-hmm. I was like, no, the coach happened to mention, and this coach, she has like a toddler. She yes. has, you know, <clears throat> and she's doing all this. So we were talking about the competition on Sunday and she's like, yeah, I'm just going to run out to get a bunch of snacks for the girls on Saturday because, you know, they have to sit in the classroom while they're waiting for their time and everything. So I'll just get some bananas. I'm like, why are you doing that? Yeah. Why can't we do that? And I felt myself saying, Brooke, like I could do that. I could go to Target and get a bunch of snacks. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, no, I can create a sign up genius mm-hmm. and ask all of the parents to each bring a snack, which yes. is what we did. You know, it's so funny you say the sign up genius, first of all, whoever created all. it, it is genius. genius. Yes. It is genius. It's named appropriately. Yes. Um, so I am homeroom mom for both of my kids, mm-hmm. um, which this is the first time I've doubled up, but like Paige was disappointed the last few years. Other people beat me to the punch. So I wasn't homeroom parent. Not that like she even really knows like, what that is. Right. right. It's just, I think <laughs> to her, it says maybe I'll be able to come into the classroom once or twice. Yeah. And then I, you know, requested to do it for Graham's class because it's, it's his last year at the school. So I'm like, oh boy, okay, this is taking on a lot. But like 90% yeah. of being homeroom parent is creating sign-up geniuses. It's delegating. It's delegating. It's being organized and it's sending emails. Those are all things that I'm really good at and I really enjoy doing. I know. It was amazing to me that I – because I found myself being like, I I could go to Target for you. 
But then that would have involved me going to Target, filling a cart, having all of those things myself, bringing them all to the cheer competition myself, lugging them into the class. Like, what the heck? No. Like, there are literally 40 kids and 40 sets of families on this Mm -hmm. thing. Like, it makes absolutely no difference. No, there's no reason not to crowdsource something like this. Yeah. And so, you know, we have the group chat. So it's like, create the sign up genius send it. And it was also nice too, because the, she was like, well, it needs to be really specific. We don't want anything with that could stain the uniforms and all of this kind of stuff. So I could create really clear guidelines. And then everybody just showed up with their little snacks. The girls loved it. And I mean, like, that's where I shine when the technology Mm. can make my life easy. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you get, you have the room and the format with the sign up genius to like, present an organized front and say, this is what we're doing. This is what we need. I mean, it's also a really good reminder that when you're offering your help, like, you know, I have people that as home or mom, people will say to me like, oh, if you ever need help with anything, let me know. But sometimes that's, and that's very nice, but it's also kind of vague. Right. But if they said to me, Let me know if I can help with anything. I have a connection at a florist. So when it comes time for the end of year gift, please let me handle that. That's like, it's, it's letting others know where your strengths are too. Not just volunteering where your strengths are, but letting people know what those are in advance to make their lives easier so they know they're giving a task to someone that doesn't need their hand held through something. Yes. Yes. So I feel inspired by yeah. this, but I, but I, but it is Brooke, you know, like, it's kind of like, I have to be very careful because do I want to be the cheer mom next year and take on the whole, no, I don't think I do. It's like, I want to, no. I want to be on, but see, I don't know, Brooke, I don't know if anybody's going to step up, but if I did step up to be, you know, the cheer mom or whatever, I would want, I would just delegate like right. you're saying. Right. Like if you're going to be the homeroom, like I would figure out a way to do it in a way that is like super, super easy on me. And if you already created some sign up geniuses this year, you can replicate them for next year. Yes. So that's what I did for Halloween this year. I was homeroom parent last year. The, my kids, two teachers had slightly different requests this year for what to send in, but it was much easier to just start from last year's template, replicate it, make some changes got that done in like 10 minutes. Yes. And it's all about making that process easier for you when you do step up and and play to your strengths and volunteer in the places that you know you can make a difference. Yeah. I'm finding myself feeling like I'm a bit of a tech whisperer. Yeah, you are. I was was actually looking, thinking about buying that domain yesterday, the tech whisperer. Well, you're going to have to do it now because you just announced it. So $9.99 right. for 12 months. It's, right. it's okay. happening. So if anyone it. hears this podcast on November 2nd, sorry, Amanda's already <laughs> snagged it. Because the thing that's baffling to me, Brooke, is like, for example, I mean, today's episode, it all comes back to cheer. But one on the on the, the people on the text chain were saying like, does anybody have a full video of the performance? And this person kept saying, I can't send the video because it's too big. Oh, right. And I was like, do you know how to share an iCloud link? And she's like, no, I don't. So we just scroll down and she's like, I never knew that this thing existed. Or last night we were walking around doing trick or treating and one of the moms had lost her cell phone at some place, like Oof. in front of her house, but somewhere. And I was like, well, you know how to like 
ping it from your from your Apple watch, right? And she was like, what are you talking about? I'm like, no, like they have to, there must be like one, you you are now the proud owner of an Apple watch. Here are the 10 things that you must know. One of them, the most important thing being that you can ping your phone when it is lost and find you, where it is. Yeah. You taught me this too. And it is, it has paid for itself yes. 10 times over. Yes. I don't even care to use my Apple watch for anything else, but I use this at least once a day, if yes. not 10. <laughs> And Nick, Nick too, he's a really big culprit of losing his phone. He also doesn't always wear his watch though. So that's problematic because sometimes right. he can't find his watch. So I'm like, you gotta, <laughs> you kind of have to put the watch on every day if this feature is going to be useful. Yes. But yeah, you are a tech whisperer. A tech you should whisperer. definitely, we're going to buy that URL on the break. Yeah. We need so to buy that URL on the break. Okay. But yeah, I mean, do you do, so, I mean, I do some like community volunteering, but I find that I really, I try to use the time that I have to volunteer where like my kids are involved in something because I know that they see it, it helps them. I'm helping the community that they and we are in. But I think, you know, this is something really important to think about, um, you know, whether you have kids or not, anywhere that you can lend your time and skills, like I'm sure that there's a nonprofit around the corner that is sending an invitation to an event that they're going to design in-house on Word and it's not going to get people hyped up for this event. Mm -hmm. Whereas I could come in and volunteer, you know, so it's, it's a really good reminder um, that you sometimes have to put your, your skills out there to be known if you want to, you know, make them useful to people who could really benefit from them. Yeah. And I think like, I think it's awesome when you can do volunteering or use your strength in a way that is a win-win. It's like, it's going to yeah. get me to do something that I already enjoy doing. For example, I'm on this kick with my mother that I want her to train Junebug to be a therapy dog. Oh, and boy. I want her to take Junebug to like, so when my sister was a cancer patient, they would, you know, these older women would have their beautiful dogs and they would come in groups of like four or five. And while people were waiting for their chemo treatments or getting their chemo treatments, they would get to hang out with dogs. And it, yeah. there's tons of research about like how incredibly soothing and healing that is. And like my mom is obsessed with Junebug. Everybody's obsessed with Junebug. And after losing my dad, I think my mom could use some more friendships. Yeah. Um, you know, And she's a nurse. So she's really good. You know, she has a great bedside manner. She spent a lot of time in hospitals. So I'm like, oh my God, wouldn't it be so fun if you mm -hmm. got Junebug? Now, obviously, you know, Junebug will require a fair, a fair amount of training because right yes. now she jumps up and licks on every, and licks everyone. That's not the kind of situation we want. It's quite a task ahead. It's quite a task yeah. ahead. But yeah. like, what a win-win. She would get friendship. She would get out of the house. She would get to spend time with Junie. She would, you know, like, yeah. uh, I think Okay, you finally so called her Junie. You called her Junebug that whole time. And I don't want our listeners to be confused. Junebug and Junie are one in the did same. Did I say Junebug? You oh, did. It's, it's fine. Like, okay. It's like with She's... Isabel. I don't know what the heck I call her half the time. That's <laughs> fine. Just wanted to make sure everybody knows Junie is Junebug. Vice Juniper. Versa. Juniper. Whatever you want to call Who her. Who was I'm a like princess, kidding. by the way, for Halloween. Did all of the trick-or-treating with us. People <gasps> lost their minds over this dog walking around in a princess costume. I mean, I've <laughs> never seen a dog in costume that wasn't <laughs> amazing. So you're going to have to share pictures with us, okay? Yes. Uh -huh. So that's what I'm talking about. Like, So for example, like, say you love like birding. 
like volunteering at, you know, a local, like, I don't know, like Longwood Gardens or Botanical Garden or whatever it is. And then you get to make other friends that love birding, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. like I, what I was kind of realizing too, Brooke, was that I don't feel like I've made a ton of connections in terms of moms at my school. I don't know. I'm just like not feeling like a vibe. Because you started, Isabel started at that school in like the height of the pandemic. Right. Yeah. But I just don't, you know how there's just not like, you know, you don't, I don't know. There's just not necessarily like good chemistry or whatever, but with my cheer moms, I don't know. They're kind of feel like my people. They're kind of, you know? And so I feel like deep inside, it was kind of my way to, you know, maybe make a couple, like I could see saying like, Hey, do you want to have coffee? Hey, do you want like, maybe I'm going to make a couple friends, bro. Oh, there's definitely, you know, and, and not to say that like you were selfish to, um, volunteer and, and get everybody together doing those things. And in the process, you got to know more people, but there is a, you know, selfish side mm-hmm. to putting yourself out there for those things, because it's just another way to connect with people. Yeah. Cause yeah. I realized before this, I was just kind of like, Oh, hi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. hi. Mm-hmm. And now I've started getting more like, Oh, hi, I'm Amanda. I'm Isabel's mom. Oh, who do you belong to? Oh, okay, great. Like a little bit more. Yeah. It just shell. breaks the ice. Yes. It's a good way to break the ice. Exactly. Love it. So Love many good it. tips. So well, with <sighs> that, let us take a break. Let's we'll come back in a bit. Okay. Hey listeners, Amanda here. One of the best ways to support this podcast is by leaving positive ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. If you're on an iPhone, find that purple podcast app, search for Good Enough-ish, scroll down to the ratings and reviews sections to tap five stars and write your own review. You might even get a shout out on the show. Your support means so much and will help new listeners find us. Thanks so much. Now back to the show. We are back. We're back, Amanda. I'm really excited to hear about this because I don't know anything about what you're about to talk about. So what is sparking joy for you right now, Brooke? So what's sparking joy for me is a podcast called Say More with Dr. Sheila. And you have to say doctor like that because there's a question mark at the end of it. This is a podcast from Amy Poehler where she is playing a podcast therapist, but she's not actually a licensed therapist, which is where the question mark after doctor comes into play. (laughs) It is an improv podcast. So I'm guessing that they have a little bit of framework to work off of each episode. But on each episode, she brings on two other comedians and she plays their therapist while they play a couple and they come to Dr. Sheila with (laughs) their strange predicaments. And she, it is so funny. I think there's only like seven or eight episodes so far. And I binge listened to them all in like a day while I was getting some busy work done. It is just hilarious. If you love Amy Poehler, if you love comedians, um, and improv especially. So like the very first episode was um, Chris Parnell and Anna Gasteyer, who are both SNL alums. Mm-hmm. And I was like crying. I was laughing so hard. Nick happened to be working from home that day and he's like, what is so funny? So then I made him <laughs> listen to it. And 
it, it's just so enjoyable. It is sparking so much joy. So oh my God, I cannot wait. Available wherever you get your podcasts. And um, I, I just, yeah, I, it's it's like the most ridiculous premise. Oh my God. I know. Like who would have come up with that? Being like, I know, I know what we could do. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to listen. I'm so excited. And even like her ads and, and things, she stays in character and uh, yeah, it's great. You got to listen. Okay. Oh my gosh. That's so good. It kind of reminds me of what I enjoyed so much about jury duty was the improv aspect of oh, it. Yeah. About how, you know, so much of what they did was just total improv because they had no idea what was going to happen half the time. I mean, the chair pants, I'm sure they knew, obviously <laughs> they, that took some preparation, but oh gosh. Yeah. So you would really enjoy this. Definitely okay. start with the first episode that okay. is called Suspected Infidelity. And that's the one with Anna Gasteyer and Chris Parnell. It's great. Okay. 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 Right. Done. Might even Amanda, be listening today. Yes. How are you doing your future self a favor? Okay. This is so much more boring than what we just <laughs> talked about. But I just feel like many of our listeners are also approaching middle age. And so this or are beyond. And so it may be helpful to them. So I have worn contacts my entire life. Same. Ever since I was like, I don't know, 12. Um, And so I am, I always get confused. I am nearsighted, which means that I have a difficult time seeing far, right? Correct. What is your contact lens prescription, may I ask? Um, My right eye is like negative five and my left eye is not quite as bad, but my right eye also has astigmatism. Oh, so you're about about, about as bad as I am. I think I'm like 4.5 or something. Okay. Yeah, we're somewhat... Almost equally impaired. Equally impaired. Yeah, like my kids, I try to explain it to them. I'm like, if my hand is here, it's clear if I don't have my contacts on. If it's here, it's fuzzy. Like it's, there's, um, it must be quite near. Yes. In terms of my nearsightedness. Correct. So in my last eye appointment last year, um, they had said, it will probably happen to you soon and very suddenly that you're going to need reading glasses. And I was like, how dare they hitting me? Like, I am not going to need reading glasses because I was still reading fine. And then I started doing that thing where you find yourself like pulling something away further and further. (laughs) So when I went to the eye doctor, so both of my eyes are the same are the were the same strength. Oh, interesting. Then she introduced me to this concept and the whole this the future self a favor that I want people to do is talk to their eye doctors if they are if they feel like they start to need they're starting to need reading glasses about this idea of monovision. So Tell if me you more. so if you are somebody that already wears contacts what they can do like she explained the whole thing to me which is that you can basically get your eyes to work together so that one of them is doing more of the heavy lifting on the distance and one of them is doing more of the heavy list, li- lifting on the nearsightedness. I really on, feel on the, like I would just be cross-eyed. Right. So <laughs> it takes a long time to get used to. Um, but when she put them on, I immediately like, she, you know, they give you those pieces of paper that looks like a menu or looks like whatever. And I could immediately read that and also read the distance for the first couple of days. You definitely feel out of sorts. Like mm-hmm. when I was driving in particular, I could feel the difference between my two eyes <laughs> and now I feel no difference and I don't need the reading glasses. And it was so interesting too, because did you know that you have a dominant eye? Yes, I did know that because like, I think, 
when I was younger, I remember wearing a patch for like a week. I don't know. Okay. Because one of my eyes was like lazier than the other. And so they had to build up the stamina of the other one, Wow. which was like, yeah, because my one eye was like so much more dominant. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, They did this cool experiment where she had me look at a triangle with both eyes and like, and then like center the triangle in my fingers. And then I closed one eye and she said, do you still see the triangle? And I said, yes. And then I closed the other eye and she said, do you still see the triangle? And I said, not at all. That's bizarre. So it was crazy, right? So like you see both of them together, you see the triangle, close one, you still see the triangle. So I was left eye dominant because my left eye was basically still kind of looking straight on. So that's how they decide, okay, your left eye dominant. So then we're going to let the left eye be the one that does the distance. And we're going to get let your other eye do. It was kind you know, I love science and the human body. And like, it was kind of like a fun little science experiment. Yeah. And so I don't know, I just wanted to introduce this because it seems like maybe it's a newer concept. I have no idea, but I'm yeah. liking it. This was the first I've heard about it. I'm still, yeah, I'm skeptical. I don't quite need reading glasses well, yet. If you don't need reading glasses, yeah. No, but I'm guessing that it's going to come because I've also, I mean, I've worn contacts since I was 10. I had glasses since I was five. Like, you know, if there's something to be yeah. done, mm-hmm. uh, you know, yes, mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. eyes are not great. Mm-hmm. Um, I just question like, do you feel any eye strain if you're no. like doing a ton of reading one day because the one eye is working harder? No, but basically what she said was like, so I trialed them for a week and then okay. she said, you know, you have to decide, is it, if you can still tell the difference, like when you're driving, for example, like you, you have to decide which is more annoying. <laughs> is it more annoying to have to keep putting my reading glasses on all the time and not being able to see close? Or is it more annoying to notice some barely perceptible difference when you're driving? And, and like so, it doesn't affect your peripheral vision on the no. side with the re- ah, this is But it was interesting. So like the first science. couple of days I was like, ooh, I don't know about this because I could definitely tell the difference. Then day three or four, I couldn't really tell the difference anymore. But she had given me even one lower for my right eye because she was like, I think you can go one lower. When I put that one in, I was like, nope. That one felt very different. Both eyes felt very, very different. Okay. So I was like, nope, let's stick with the little one higher. I know. Monovision. The joys of listening to middle-aged women talk about vision. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure (laughs) there was like a lot of experimentation done. This just, I have so many questions. (laughs) I know. You feel like, you seem like uncomfortable even thinking about it. Yeah, I guess I do. And now I'm like, which eye is my dominant eye? Camera one, camera two, camera one. Is that Wayne's world? Um, Anyway. you know about dominant eyes, but do you know which one is your dominant eye? I believe my left one is. Okay, we could do a little test. Okay. (laughs) I think I know how to do the test. I think I know how to do the test. I'll do the test for you after the Oh, the, um, the other thing I wanted to say is that during the break, I did try to buy, what were we going to buy? The Tech Whisperer, not yeah, available. It's taken. Yeah. So yeah. stay tuned, everybody. I'm yeah, going to we'll... keep trying on some different variations. Yeah. But don't go out there and try to buy it because <laughs> somebody already did. Yeah. Um, oh. All right. Well, that's our episode. 
Amanda, it was a joy as always. As always. So um, we'll see you guys next week. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Good Enough-ish. We will be back each week with new topics, stories, tips, and personal experiences, as well as some good old friendly banter and lots of laughter. Don't forget to find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish. Email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 484-440-9498 with questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes. Thanks for listening. Bye.